Raph, you attended SummerSlam. There was definitely a UFC event last night, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. The show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage or outside the lightning, <laughs> firework, fire, I don't know what you call it, laced ring of SummerSlam. How are you doing tonight, Raph Esparza? Woo! I am. I'm hyped. You were looking forward to this. You were really looking forward to SummerSlam for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yes. Did it fulfill expectations? I will let you know this, Kevin. I've gone for the past five years to this event. It is the best opportunity to go get drunk, meet new people, people watch. I think I can actually write this off on my taxes for my writing career because of all the material I get from it. You should try that, by the way. Just I'm, I'd love to see that. that would I be keep awesome. all my receipts, so I just – yes, of course. <laughs> and it technically was for use of the podcast. Obviously, it's fun and all that good stuff. But uh, I was there and I was in business mode. I have to ask this. What kind of snacks and stuff do you get? The, I've never been to one. Is it like a lot of beer? Is there a lot of drinking? I don't know what the, the gist is. <laughs> so there is one year and – I will be very honest about this. There was one year I went, I got so smashed. I don't think I've been that drunk in like four or five years. Um, but no, no, no. For the most part, you you go, you have a good time. Uh, the food that you get, I will say this, and I was really pissed yesterday. There was this row of kids behind us yesterday. And all they were doing was sitting back and eating what we thought was churros. So midway through the event, we decided, you know what? Independently, we all looked at each other and said, man, I could really go for a churro right now. <laughs> so during one of the boring matches, we went out and we went to go look for a churro and we discovered there was no churro. Instead, we found uh, cinnamon pretzels. So that was, uh, it was a good win and I, I don't regret any part of it. That sounds fantastic. I will say this though. I bought a churro, not a churro, the fucking pretzel and a beer. I bought a shock top beer and a woman with a kid who was walking through our rows knocked over the beer. <sighs> Crushed. Didn't she, like, I don't know. She didn't even the- fucking know. She didn't care. She oh, didn't that, so that bothers me more than other things. Accidents happen. Yeah, But you need to be aware enough of yourself that you know what happened. And she doesn't, like, the worst part is I put my drink so far underneath the seat to protect it. You had to go out of your way to knock that over. Or as she was doing it, she decides to do a little shuffle step as she's walking through the fucking row where it's like, no lady, two feet in front of the other. One foot, two foot, three foot. Keep moving. Don't fucking slosh around. That's how you knock over people's drinks. And that's what leads us to saying Raph just got out of jail. He did Mm -hmm. a stone cold stunner on a nice woman that was just idly walking down the aisle. I'm proud of you, Kevin, for knowing what a stone cold stunner is. I feel like my life's work is starting to really come into play here. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Austin 316. I'll stop before this gets embarrassing. Mm -hmm. But I'm completely with you. What was the coolest part of the night? Can you feel the pyrotechnics? Like, it's a thing. Heat of them. You have to know that at certain points during the show, uh, Vince McMahon has a hard on for America, but who doesn't? But I was going to say, he, he really likes to let you know that it, it, this is America. So when the show begins, there's so Which many buffer? fireworks. What's that? Which buffer is it? I'm just kidding. 
well, yes. But when the show starts, there are so many fireworks that happen. Like, he waits for you to think the fireworks are done, and then he presses a button for, like, another 20 fireworks to go off. Again, that sounds pretty fucking cool. I've always thought, and this is going to segue nicely because I'm going to ask you some things that maybe, like, you think would go really well in MMA. Mm -hmm. I do not know why we don't have more pyrotechnics. Football does this. You know, basketball's got some cool entrance stuff. And I think MMA is a prime real estate for some for some really good. They could learn a lot from showmanship. I'll just say that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just a spectacle. It's like how cool would John Jones look coming out individually with some really badass pyrotechnics behind him? Obviously, and a cane to escort his hurt ankle just sure. for the time being until he feels better. Well, but don't say that because John Jones was up and around and shadow boxing with Mike Tyson around yesterday at WWE SummerSlam. That's. I saw actually the uh, photos already coming out of that, and I was super jealous. It looked like they were working on grappling, which I would not have expected. Uh, well, you know, I think uh, Mike realized that Jones had the reach and actually went in and, and basically took his back. So, I mean, it, it was pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> I did walk around some dude at one of the restaurants after because you don't just go to SummerSlam. You stick around afterwards at the bars and you grab a drink because there's still stuff happening. Like the wrestlers are around and all oh, the that, prominent people are around. You get to, like, are the wrestlers, do they hang out and just greet fans and just chat afterwards? I mean, there's got to be so many of them. I wasn't Sometimes sure. Sometimes it's weird. Like, we've run into somebody like Mark Henry. We've run into, like, Dolph Ziegler and, and, and other prominent people. Like, John Cena closed out a bar once just to have people eat with him there. And, and you leave them alone. You give them their space. But I saw one dude who ran into Mike Tyson and who was plastered out of his brains and was just like, oh, my God, the greatest moment in my life has just happened. Oh, God, you guys, like, I, oh, my God. So, like, Iron Mike was there and, like, I got a photo with him. I'd be – was it – that would be me, just so you know. And that was, like, the greatest moment of my life. And I kept waiting for him to say, like, something else happened. And granted, meeting Mike Tyson would be amazing. But he <laughs> I was going to say, it was like, I'm kind of with him, especially. Ellipsis, but, like, drunk. he was going to try and say something else, but I don't think he could formulate the words. Uh, in the line for a beer, I met one dude who had the worst breath in the world uh, <laughs> but was really excited about it. And uh, excited about the activity and let me know about a lot of stuff. But, Kev, let me tell you, when you're there as a jiu-jitsu guy, you can't help but look at the submissions. How was that? I saw – I basically saw what you were pushing out because I was just getting <laughs> bombarded with Twitter notifications. Sure. Like, I guess perhaps having fun and he's apparently <laughs> on fire with all the retweets that are going on. What did you – what moves? Because I saw what appeared to be the funniest-looking toe. Oh, it's an ankle lock. It's uh, it's an, okay, even I, better. I, I, I should that, probably that? let you know this, Kevin. It's, uh, it's known as the Patriot Lock. It's from a wrestler by the name of Jack Swagger, who's the all-American American, who, by the way, this is how great his gimmick is. Uh, nobody cared for him at all. Like he's an all-American wrestler for legit, but uh, nobody cared for him or ever, ever cheered him. But then they decided to put him against a dude who's built from Russia. And this match was a flagpole match, which I guess flag match, which all you have to do is when you win, you raise the flag of the winner. Cool. And so this dude named Rusov has a smoking hot manager valet named Lana, <laughs> who walks out in all white, and as one person said, how do you do that? How do you wear all white well, it's like that? Yes, of course. Good. 
but they're saying because she's impure, I guess, is the association they're trying to make with her. So she has a terrible accent. Everybody's, like, booing this guy. So I don't know if Jack Swagger is over, but people have definitely gone with him because America sure as shit is over. So this, this guy is just – he's destroying it. And uh, he's trying to do what's called an ankle lock that he refers to as the Patriot Lock. Uh, but things did not go well for him, Kev. Why was his technique – I mean, obviously, his technique was was impenetrable. Yes, Yes. (laughs) but uh, unfortunately, he was put into a camel clutch-like maneuver that rendered him unconscious. Yes, unconscious. Completely. How? Was this like a catch wrestling sort of thing? uh, You know, Kev, that's all I was doing was (laughs) I was investigating all the catch wrestling I could. That's (laughs) the whole reason of me going. Your tweet made me laugh. (laughs) You were chatting. I was just like, oh, I'm sure this is exactly what Josh Barnett wanted. Oh, Josh Barnett was there as well, just to let you know. Yeah, Josh Barnett and Eric Paulson. I actually got a picture with, mind you this, and I want to finish this real quick and then I'll move on to the Eric Paulson thing. But after uh, Rusoff beat Jack Swagger, they raised the Russian flag, played the Russian national anthem with a giant picture of Vladimir Putin on the Technotron. Jesus Christ. With Okay, let me ask this because I'm curious. With the um, flag match, does it have to be very – like it has to be an international match? Yes, Kevin. Did you hear how stupid you sounded with that? I, I guess I'm just thinking like that's an impressive amount of – Jesus, Kevin. They're doing a really great job. Uh, no, it's just America versus America. Guess what? America won. Well, maybe it's like New Jersey versus Texas. I could have seen that. Like it could go state. Or if you're thinking too. like uh, Civil War, so like somebody gets to raise a Confederate yeah. flag at the end of all that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Absolutely. That okay, but Kev, here's the thing, and this is really where we get into the talk. I don't know if you saw, but Rhonda and the Four Horsewomen were also there. I definitely saw Rhonda was there. And did you I happen guess. to see who they were celebrating with? Um, it seems like he comes to mind rhymes with stock. I don't remember Mister. Mm-hmm. Were they was Brock fighting? Oh, of was he, he fighting? Was. It was Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. John Cena is widely regarded as one of the most boring people to ever hit the stage because he has five moves of doom, and basically he does the same match over and over and over again. And he's really popular with the kids. And I've decided, Kevin, that when I go to these events, there are people who cheer. Like little kids will cheer out, let's go Cena. And the old people who will yell out, Cena sucks. And I have really, really come to the realization that's the taste great, less filling of our generation. (laughs) So, Kev, I'm going to let you know this. This was immaculate to watch because not only did John Cena lose – but you know how in these things they let the good guy come back for a little while? It's John Cena. John Cena's – okay, my knowledge is that John Cena is almost always the good guy too, yes, right? And Brock Lesnar is not the good guy in this particular yeah, no, case. No, 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 no. I mean he just came off of beating the Undertaker streak. He's, he's a vicious man, Kev. But in this okay. instance, Brock Lesnar beat John Cena so bad. Ooh. Like so bad, Kev, that all of the kids around me – started crying and it was no. glorious nothing gave me more power than watching these kids cry <laughs> and let me tell you this is the best thing i've ever seen live so john cena loses and kids start crying everywhere this one mom in particular sees her son start to lose it grabs him gets a look in her face that like says to her husband it's a code red and they fucking <laughs> race out of the fucking auditorium 
Oh man, that's. I, did they grab the kid in like an aggressive way, or did I want to say down they put Dennis a blanket over him and was like, "Let's get him out of here." That's funny. That's that, really that, funny. That made you know what? That was worth the price of admission, right? You now. know, this is kind of back to what you sent me when the Undertaker got defeated, and mm-hmm. you could just they just kept clipping to all that one specific kid, but you can see a lot of people like just genuinely having an emotional reaction. Oh, when John Cena lost to Brock Lesnar, they did the same thing. And I would imagine because John Cena is like the, for lack of a better parable, pretty much the Hulk Hogan of our generation, yes, kind of. Yeah, where. You know, say your prayers and eat your vitamins and be a good person and you'll win all the time and never give up. And then all of a sudden you see this dude just get pummeled and it gets really, really sad when all of a sudden you just look over and go, um, okay, yeah, okay. And you see the reactions that they get from the control deck where they go, good. Zoom in on her. Perfect. Yeah, we definitely want Zoom to get that kid's face. Oh, Look at that. that kid. That kid is definitely about to vomit from emotional distress. <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience. And if you guys haven't gone to one of them, I suggest you go. If at the very least, have a good sense of humor about it and laugh. And uh, man, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Super. I love it when you go to these things because it increases my knowledge of them. But more importantly. So much Twitter work, Raph. Nicely done. Thank you. Final thoughts, SummerSlam. Um, I will say this. It looks like it may be going back to the East Coast next year after a uh, six-year run in Los Angeles, and I'm a little sad. Oh, I'm really – well, how East Coast? Like, uh, no way going to New York. going to get it, right? Oh, okay. Uh, no way, DC. Are you trying to finagle it for me, Kevin? Are you trying to make your way to going to it now? I would just probably do like a documentary about how much I was going to enjoy going to the <laughs> But uh, no, I will say we, I've had a good run. And if they don't come back here next year, um, it's been an, a, a super great experience. The people who I've gone with every year is always a blast. And like, you, like you just get drunk and you yell at people. Like what better things can you do in life? I got to tell you, that sounds like a pretty awesome Monday through Thursday night for what I already do already. Mm, so true. I'm completely with you. Mm. That's fantastic. Um, okay. So wait, where are you right now? Because, you know, the sound quality is like a little down, but you're, you're obviously not at Verbal Tap Studios. Yes, I actually – so great awareness on your part to mention that. I'm in Austin, Texas for work. So far it's been a pretty uneventful, but I was really, – do you ever have moments where you're really – you're hangry? You're just hungry, angry? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I hadn't eaten, and I get on my flight, and there is – like. A young woman has just switched me seats. Okay. It was about – it was three rows back, one if I'm being honest, so pretty close. And she's just – she decided that she was going to switch seats. Guess who she was sitting next to and guess who I was now stuck sitting next to, right? Kevin. I was sitting next to the other six-foot-two Polish gentleman on the flight as opposed to the tiny little woman that was of the elderly nature that she was sitting next to. Turns out she runs a travel blog. I'm saying publicly she sabotaged me, and she goes, "Oh, I I switched with someone." I was like, "Well, so now I have to sit next to someone that's equally my size." Like, nice job. Oh like, no, what? They what intervened, and you, this is going to surprise you, Rev. When I said it out loud, she looked at me like she was befuddled that someone would call her out on her bullshit, and everyone else looked at me like I was an asshole. So. 
Not my finest moment, but can I just say I hadn't eaten and it took forever to get through security at Dulles. If you That's could all talk to her say. right now, what would you like to say to her, Kevin? I'd like to tell her to go fuck herself. I know what she did. I know what she did. <laughs> she sized it up. She said, I don't want to sit next to the huge dude taking up all the space. I'm going to sit next to this nice woman who's much tinier. That's what she fucking did. And then she just said, oh, well, fuck that guy. And by the way, the flight attendant was on her side. Maybe society was on her side, Kevin. Society is on her side. Because here's the thing, yeah. Kev. You're complaining that you had to sit somebody like next to somebody who's your size. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is United. It's like I'm not an obese person, but I'm a big person, and so was he. Unless well, you fall for being big, so deal with it. I blame genetics. Let I'm, me tell you something about my experience, Kev. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons why I've been going insane and why going to SummerSlam was so good is because um, I've been going through jujitsu withdrawals, and maybe that's where it's coming from with you. I don't know. I can't speak for you. Maybe I do normally train this evening, and I didn't get to train because I was in transit across the country. So yeah, I'm, I'm at the exact same spot where I haven't trained tonight, and you have guests in town, so you don't always get to train all that much. Yeah. Um, but I took some of my guests to the aquarium, and I noticed things were starting to get a little hazy for me in terms of uh oh. Wait, hold on. You're about to transition into you, so you're at the aquarium mm-hmm. and you're having jujitsu withdrawals. Is yeah. that where we're at? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Proceed. You have my undivided attention. Why is that? This sounds like way better than my stupid airplane story. So please go ahead. Kev, I'm just trying to save you face because <laughs> you sound like such a dick about your airplane and your first world problems and that you had to sit yeah. next to somebody your size. So yes, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's Good. what we need to do. <laughs> In the biz, we call it hot transition. (laughs) You know what? It's better than any fucking transition you've ever done in your life. So don't fucking yell at me about transitions. (laughs) So as I was saying, about parakeets, there are these brand of animals called lorikeets. And I see them kind of fighting each other. And I'm just... Yeah, they're called lorikeets. That's awesome. Yeah, lorikeets. And I just go, oh, that's really weird. Why are they, like, aggressively fighting each other? That's... Like, I don't know if that's safe. And uh, I look at my fiance and she goes, well, what do you think you're doing? I was like, they're fighting. I go, but if you ask the guys, he's going to say like, oh, they're playing. Yeah. And sure <laughs> enough, she goes over to them and she just goes, what are they doing? And they go, they're playing. <laughs> and I will kid you not, Kevin, as I go over to look at them fighting, I see one of the lorikeets using a way awesome open guard. Oh, no shit. I didn't know they knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. I was uh, going to tell you, you know, um, I almost started coaching the lorikeet, you know, to work a little bit more for the sweeps. But uh, he really wasn't taking any any suggestions there. Get your beak and do it. You got to <laughs> go after the foot. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I just I could see a viral video of some kids catching you just screaming at these some kids. <laughs> the guy just politely nudges you in the shoulder. It's like, sir, you're really not supposed to do that. Just Jedi chop him right in the. Oh, yeah. I'm busy. Well, I think the other thing is, at some point, I realized maybe English wasn't their first language, so I tried the little Portuguese I did know just in case. Nice. Um, that if, wait. So you're saying that you might speculate that this is a. Um, Hiroto Saki Splinter situation. Sure, which I don't is a know, maybe. where Splinter learns martial mm-hmm. arts just by being in a cage watching Death. his master. Been there. How do you think I got the name Raphael? Anyway, the <laughs> other thing that told me that things were a little awry on me not training that much. I mean, Kev, I've only trained three times last week. Do you That's... know 
That sounds like a lot to me. It's not. It's not. It's not okay. a lot for me. So, uh, I want it all, Kev. I'm I up get to six it. days a week, and now that average is just fucking. But that also probably makes the fix you need that much worse. Yeah, like it's just all of a sudden it's like, oh, I gotta get it. <laughs> gotta so, get it. There's this little like kids' playground mat area, and uh, they do it so the kids don't hurt themselves, and if they fall, it's fine. And it's like a shark that all the kids can take photos with and play on. And I step on one of those little blue surface areas, and the first thing that goes into my brain is, man, this is a good jiu-jitsu mat. This, this would be great this for us. pretty mat. good. I want to see if I can – can I steal this? That's funny. <laughs> so to everybody, I'd just like to say I'm coming back to training, and please beat me up because I'm going crazy. The struggle is real. Struggle. You want to hot fire through some MMA topics? You know what? I do. First and foremost – this picture you sent me of Matt Hughes is fucking genius, and I think is a great place to start with what the UFC is up to, which is apparently a tremendous interest in baseball playoffs. Mm, instead of watching the UFC event that he's at. <laughs> so to describe this picture, and I don't know where you found this, but nicely done. Um Matt Hughes is literally like this. He's got one of those screens in front of him, and the guy next to him is watching a close-up angle of the fights that are also in the cage four feet in front of them. He's just using the TV angle because, you know, when you're live, you're blocked from a lot of the action when, like, someone's working a move on the other side. MMA fans get it. <laughs> well, Matt Hughes is has a television just below the fighters, and he is watching fucking uh, baseball, it appears, from the field. <laughs> Is all I can make out. And someone snapped a photo of it. Obviously, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Um, why do you think Matt Hughes was so bored? Do you think he was just like, eh, it's Ryan Bader? What do you think? Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where he looks at the wrestling of Ryan Bader and he's like, hmm, wonder who did that before. Hmm, <laughs> boring. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't that interested in the fights this weekend. I didn't get to see all of them. I saw clips here and there. Um but, uh, yeah, you know, I'll fast forward through that at some point. I was busy. <laughs> uh, I watched some, but I had to – I'm out of town for about seven days. So I had to take the lady on a date. And because of all the fantasy football drafts and the pay-per-view events that have been going on for UFC, if I had been like, oh, I'm sorry, there's this really B-grade event card that I <laughs> just need to catch up on. It's just, uh, you know, you got to pick your spots. Maybe we should start a little like uh, greeting card version of – Sorry, that's UFC's a, coming up. That's a great idea. And just pick like fighters that have the best abs. Mm-hmm. So it's really distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can't yeah, think yeah. about it too much. Kev, I want to ask you about this. Um, did you see this post up on the MMA Reddit boards? Um, which one specifically? I mean, I, I, I'm going to plead the fifth until okay. I know. Gonna... I just I, I want to see where your thoughts are. Okay. Okay. The title says. And I'll let you know up front, it's two upvotes. Starting oh. a new MMA Skype or Google Hangouts podcast was wondering who would be interesting in co-hosting. Kevin? Uh, yes. Do you know anything about this? First of all, I don't think I do. I, I'm pretty sure where I posted my ad for a co-host was on a I Obviously, this looks like it was put on Craigslist. It sounds like it. <laughs> oh, it really sounds like Craigslist. Once you go down a little bit further and it goes, I'm looking someone uh, knowledgeable. This, <laughs> this and foremost is actually the best part of this. 
I'm looking for someone knowledgeable, fist and foremost. But please have a good speaking voice as well. Man or woman would work as long as you can carry a conversation. I'm looking to start it off with uh, being an hour or so every two weeks. If you're interested, please PM me. Thank you. Edit. To be more clear, I would only like to do audio to start. Only a mic or cell phone through Skype is necessary. Maybe if it picks up some steam, we can do a video one, but not offhand. So, Kev, this is First of all, no, this is not me, though I do – and frankly, I think our audience knows I'm not – either diabolical or smart enough, whatever word they would use to try and hoist you out. And I can just say, I don't think we need another one, but that's just me putting it out there. Okay. Raph, this is also not you in like the most elaborately mean way you could think to replace me on air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, funny you mentioned that. Um, we are going to audition some co-hosts <laughs> after the interview today. Maybe so some we'll that aren't in Texas, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I told you, Kevin, you can't leave the post. Minute you, you live verbal tap cast studios. I your defense, you were super clear about that. You were <laughs> you're the clearest anyone's been about where I was to do that. No, well, that's funny. And bon voyage to them. Good luck well, as they. Before uh, we move on, let's say, can we give them some advice, Kevin? As people who do uh, this on a regular basis, and do you have any advice to them that you'd like to give out? Probably not good advice, but I could definitely start with. I think what they're going to want to do is first and foremost. Don't ever decide on a format. I mean, just surprise everyone each week with what's going on. And as many sound effects and like live drops as they could possibly, even if that's all the podcast is, those are the two recipes for success. Excellent. That's, that's some good advice. Kevin, I'll tell you this. Um, if you can find a partner that you like, that's a big one. It's hard. Yeah. But try yeah. and find someone that you actually get along with. Not speaking from personal experience, of course. Obviously. And I was like, that's not exactly what you did. So whatever. That's not at all what I'm going through. But uh, if I could do that. And, you know, Kevin, let's let's finalize with this. Did you see this on Groupon? Did I? I always – you know me. First mm. of all, we share in a mutual admiration <laughs> for cheapness. <laughs> so I'm always on Groupon. Would you be in reference to the UFC fights? Um, apparently it's one ticket to UFC 177 (laughs) at the sleep trade arena, which all the way is hysterical, uh, presented by Harley Davidson. This is the most amazing thing I've I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I'm surprised they're doing this. How do you do this? Like for, first of all, 65, what's a normal UFC ticket? Do you know? Oh, it says right there. Value 94, 95. You know, yeah, normally it depends, but I think once they lost their main event, I think that's what ended up happening. They decided they're like, "Uh oh, we need to we need to ramp this up. Gonna do this, though. I'm kind of excited. I guess I I get that they lost their main event, but I'm excited to see Dillashaw versus. But yeah, that's funny. I don't know. Well, we better get on the group savings. We only have eight days left. (laughs) 28 minutes. So yeah, dynamite find. Ref, are you ready to uh, go chat with a guest? Yeah, let's go do that. Woo! Woo! I'm trying to work on my wrestling. It's Woo! Pretty, it's, Woo! That's, that's right. Woo! There we go. That's better. So, you know, every once in a while, we like to bring on people who are doing good things within the jiu-jitsu community, and when we run out of those people, we decide to go to the bottom of the barrel, which is why today we have invited uh, a guy who stalks us, a guy who mocks us, 
Occasionally puts memes about us, but you know what? We love them anyway. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from Jujidiots, we have Carl Penn. Carl, how are you doing today, man? Doing all right. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Not bad. That was that was way too nice, uh, considering <laughs> the really shitty intro I just gave you there. Hey, hey. You know, it is what it is. What it is. He, he said <laughs> that, that was, was a while great he, intro. While he puts together a really mean meme oh, yeah, yeah. about you. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, it's no problem. And he's just like storyboarding this shit of how he's going to make you look. <laughs> For the record, you know, huge fan. Thanks. Yeah, you know, if, I, if my stupid Sprint phone would allow me to talk and surf the internet at the same time, then I could upload, you know, a meme. A meme every minute, you know. So let me ask you this, <laughs> Carl. You, you've made a name uh, of doing really, really funny memes. Uh, how did you get started doing all of that? Um, it was actually... Uh, classy grappler and Kid Bale inspired me. You know, just just following them and looking at Classy do all his making fun of uh, of, of Kid Bale. And I was just like, all right, this is just going to happen. So I made the uh, basically cut Kid Bale's face out and put it on Bad Luck Brian. Um, about the time that he flew all the way up here for a tournament and then didn't make weight or couldn't choose his class, so he missed registration. <laughs> And uh, so basically, like I was saying, I put his head on Bad Luck Brian and then put uh, went to a register for the tournament, accidentally registered as a sex offender. So, <laughs> and, uh, went on from there. and this is like, you've been training jiu-jitsu how long? Uh, about six or seven years. Um, oh, okay. four, four, four of those years were off and on, you know, uh, being a musician and, you know, that taking up a lot of my time and then three kids taking up a lot of my time. Jesus. You know, family stuff. So, yeah. Try not to get either Raph or myself pregnant during this podcast. Hey. Three. Hey, you, know, if we just... you know what? You, I worked on side control for years. I just can't get the birth control. <laughs> <laughs> so That's good. when you're doing this uh, and you're, you're putting together a meme, you know, like right now, memes are kind of king in jiu-jitsu because they can express our feelings. They can be a sign of protest. Uh, you know, when was the moment when you knew that people were starting to resonate with what you were doing? Um, just, you know, uh, making them and putting them on my own personal uh, Facebook and uh, tagging Kitten Classy and just watching, you know, the likes go up and then... Um, Watching you know other other Facebook sites take the memes and seeing them in the uh, when people leave like a photo comment and seeing them in there is like all right well I'll continue to make these but I'm going to have to start a site or a, a Facebook thing so that uh, my friends that don't do jujitsu uh, <laughs> stop getting stop getting annoyed you know because I got to a point where I was like making four or five within like an eight-hour period that I, I was like, yeah, I got to definitely start another site. So. Well, first of all, can I just say, fuck your friends who have problems with that? Because <laughs> I post and away on my Facebook now, and I'm just like, I have this policy, and it's a very simple one, and it's one I, I created as a comedian, which is they bought in to be my friend. I don't add people. Like, they buy into my nonsense, so that, that's right. kind of the approach that I, I have taken. But I appreciate you being a nice and polite person. Um, I'm just saying. Well, not, not, not anymore. You just you just opened my eyes. So now I'm just going to 
just go slaughterhouse style on Facebook and just befriend <laughs> everybody. I'm completely on board with that plan. And have you gotten, and I was going to ask how you know so many people in jiu-jitsu, but I'll start by saying, have you gotten feedback on the uh, the classy and the kit stuff? Yeah, you know, they, they, seem to, they seem to enjoy them. Yeah, just seeing other people's reactions to just other stuff that I started making, you know, that way it wasn't like I was trying to join a classy and kid Dale threesome, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need me in that mix. There's uh, only passion enough for those two um, and that much beard before, you know, it overruns. I know. And all I, I, I wish I could grow a beard, but, you know, I can just grow it on my neck. So I got this Norwegian neck scarf going on, <laughs> you know. I look, I look like I play D&D, you know, and, or War, Warcraft <laughs> or whatever, you know, because of the stupid neck beard. But, and you... Uh, you hinted at this earlier. You're also a musician. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I am. And that's like uh, your real thing. You do that via trade. I I wish I could. No, I <laughs> I fertilize lawns <laughs> and women. I make lawns. I make lawns dream. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. So, but nowadays it's hard to make money. Is we got signed to a label and you know did the tour thing, but. I was going to say, that's what I had seen when you, you were talking yeah. to us just online about being a musician. It was like, oh, this guy, is, he's not, you're not like a musician in the sense of being like, yeah, I played the clarinet for almost five years. You're, what do you play? Talk to us about the band life. Like, what's your musical side? I play guitar. I've been playing guitar for like the last 20 years. I don't really know how to play the guitar, but I, I can play, you know, I don't yeah. do scales or notes or anything like that. One, because I have ADD, so like, I tried. I tried to learn all that stuff, but it was learning scales or look at porn when I was 15. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I was just, you know, got in a bunch of different bands growing up and finally gotten one a couple years ago and actually went on tour, you know, where venues didn't pay you cash. They paid you in three friggin' freights of Rockstar Energy drinks. <laughs> I can't put that in my gas tank. I have a coworker that would disagree. That sounds amazing. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've been training jujitsu with the music stuff. How did you get into jujitsu then? You're you're doing all the rock and roll stuff. What's the what's um, the transition? Yeah, you know, in in, in like uh, 2004, 2000, yeah, 2004. Before the stupid Ultimate Fighter ruined my chance of ever becoming a UFC fighter. Yeah, um, obviously their fault. I'm completely. They did the same yeah. thing. I was watching, you know, watching the Pride videos of Crow Cop kicking somebody's head off, or you know, my twin brother Fedor watching him uh, <laughs> him smash people. You know, I was like, "Why well, I can friggin' do that?" And then, you know, went and started taking kickboxing. And at the time, he only had uh, the gym offered submission grappling. I was like, "I, I guess, you know, I don't want to be one of those Josh Barnett that friggin' wusses." <laughs> you know, some catch wrestling. And uh did that for you know, like a year or two and then um the gym that I'm at now uh they opened up. So I just kinda of transitioned over there and I've been, you know, dry hopping people for the last six years. When was the moment you knew you were hooked in jiu jitsu? Um, the moment that I knew that I was hooked was when this uh really goofy kid who wore a bag of sand around his uh, his neck so that he could throw it in people's eyes if he got jumped. You know, just a real real ninja fellow. You know, owns American Ninja 1 through 25. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, 
you know, I'm six two and he was five seven, five six, five seven, you know, no neck, built like a traffic cone, short and stumpy, you know. But he uh you know, I went in there with my ego and I was like, I can I can take this freaking guy. <laughs> and uh next thing I know I'm waking up from that wonderful triangle joke. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was like, All right, this is uh I don't need I don't need freaking tool boy here whooping my butt in an alley, so let's uh let's get started. And how yep. many scenarios did you find yourself in an alley with him in your brain? Uh I don't know, maybe three or four. <laughs> three or four awkward awkward things. So. I like when most of these stories sound with it's like I just got my ass kicked by this yeah. person like five foot two and a swift wind could take them out. Like what the hell's wrong with me? How do you where do you train at? Because you seem to know a ton of people in the jujitsu world. Is that just because you've been doing it for seven years, which means you were doing it four years before it exploded because the jiu-jitsu community right. now is so much different than it was two years ago, let alone seven. Is that how you know it? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's just freaking, it has exploded. It's good, it's good to see the sport, like, progressing and being opened up to more people's eyes, you know. But what the hell was the question? I was just curious <laughs> how you knew so many people. I was like, where did you train? You I was trained? about to say, Carl, that was a dangerous thing to put back on Kevin because I'm not sure Kevin really knew <laughs> what the question was going in. I would remember. Never, I'm almost never listening to, to myself, and I smoke way too much weed to be asked to recall things on a quick basis, like on a short-term memory. You don't have to say I'm traveling. Otherwise, that could have been a 20-minute you know, conversation. Yeah, you know, I'm just keeping you on your toes, man. I'm keeping you on your toes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I train in uh, the capital of Washington, good old Olympia. You know, we got the Evergreen State College hippie people that can choose their own college path or whatnot and, you know, get a bachelor's degree and pit farting on a snare drum or something. <laughs> and, you know, so we're about an hour south of south of Seattle, which is, you know, in Kent. We got James 300 Foster, you know, so, so we got a lot of good people around here. As far as, you know, just getting to know the, the grapplers or jiu-jitsu people, just basically making memes and making fun of them, <laughs> you know. Have you gotten any, like, bad feedback? Because I know, you know, Kit Dale, Classy, this is their business. They're they're really good sports about it, and they're friends of the podcast. So, like, anytime we give them shit, they always have a good sense of humor about it. But have you gotten any, like, memes that you've done that have been a little pushback, or you got somebody who goes, ooh, I don't know about that? You know, I can't really say that I have. I'm trying to think. It's my goal to kind of offend people, and now I'm sad that I don't know if anybody's ever really <laughs> oh, no, no. me Call me a dirtbag. He's having one of those moments where he's looking in the mirror. He's like, "Am I not pushing the envelope?" Yeah. Now that he says it, I haven't I, fucking infuriated anyone. What's wrong with me? I, I can, you know, I, there was a point where my wife unfriended me on Facebook because of my <laughs> my jackass, my jackassness, you know. But I'm happy to announce that we're we're back to being married. So. Oh, good for you. We're what about the we're now friends on Facebook okay. again? Yeah. That's the that's what everybody's waiting to hear. People want to know these things. <laughs> Is he friends with his spouse? We'll promise you'll keep us updated if that changes. Oh, oh you'll be the first to know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Carl, one of the things that Kevin and I appreciate is that you are one of the first people to meme us. And... Kevin and I aren't short on giving people material to meme, but no, you started for us a war that I think I'm now into with Wade Eck of MMA Heat about wrist locks. 
how much all responsibility right. do you feel about that in particular? Hopefully all of it, because that's freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I want you to tell me the exact moment that you realize that that's awesome and why. Because there's a man who's doing push-ups. If you guys haven't seen the video, uh, Wadek from MMA Heat, really nice guy. But he's doing push-ups with, like, the reverse, not even the palms of his hands, just, like, his arms or his hands are, like, folded in. And he's doing these weird push-ups, and he's saying how he can't be wrist-locked. And it was all based off of a meme that Carl put up, because he saw that and was like, yeah, I can't be wrist-locked. And I'm like, why the f- now I'm at war with Wade? Thanks, Carl. Oh, challenge accepted. Now I have to go down there and try to wrist-lock Wade. <laughs> Dangerous thing to start, just from personal experience. Be very careful about that. So that every time I go to turn my car, suddenly my wrist pops. It's like, great, that's fantastic. That's how it's supposed to yeah, work. We, we learned a pretty cool uh, wrist lock kind of counter to a uh, armor map series today, and that was pretty uh, pretty hazardous on my wrist. Yeah. Well. I you know I actually fear better hearing that because now I'm like yeah you're getting your own, um, Carl. I have to ask you this: Would you be willing to play in a quick game with us? Depends on what it is. Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, you yeah, gotta, gotta yeah. There we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, so the basic premise of this game is called. Uh, normally, it's rep that tweet, but this one's rep that status update. Basically, yeah. what I'm doing here is I'm going to read through your Facebook profile, and I'm just going to ask you to explain yourself. You ready for this? I'm always ready. Oh, man. That's the answer I wanted. All right. First status is little known fact about me. Anderson Silva and Big Nod dug me Fedorizino, which is Portuguese for little Fedor. Explain yourself. Um, we were at a Anderson Silva and Big Nog seminar um, for like a three-day-long seminar. Basically, the first night, they were talking to each other and looking at me. Look back, talking to each other, look at me, laugh. So my my insecurity is already going down the hill because now I have my hair spinning. Anderson Silva and Big Nog are looking at me and laughing, and they come over and they're just like, "You are uh, Fedorzino. That's, that's, that's your new name, Fedorzino. Fedorzino." So yeah, so uh, they didn't want to fight me because they were afraid that I was going to get uh, that little Fedor theory going on. So. <laughs> They First of all, you know. also big name dropper in this status update. I'm just saying, lots oh. of name drops hey. going on here. Name dropping and pants dropping is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that'll uh, be a nice meme for you to put out for yourself. This next one I am putting out right here is maybe Robin Williams didn't die. Maybe he's working on a sequel to What Dreams May Come. That was good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Oh. No, I was actually. First of all, I'm going to compliment you because I'm I'm a stand-up comedian, and I had to suffer through I'd say 35 over the course of a week, 35 inappropriate or unfunny Robin Williams jokes. You know, obviously yeah, we that, to, we that were, was actually that was clever. Well, I was I was just I was just sad because we were supposed to hang out, but he just decided to hang out by himself. Yeah. See, those are the more on the long run. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I have the dreams may come on. I was like, that's pretty yeah, good. Let me put this to you right now. I feel like you're walking into a trap of Carl's like 9,000 Robin Williams jokes that now he's getting the opportunity. He's just like, yes, I've been waiting for all of these jokes. Been writing him since 2004. Yeah. yeah. Sure he was like, dude, I was so pissed when I saw Bicentennial, man. I just started writing these jokes. What a dick. Hey, you read my blog. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I like this, and I really want you to explain yourself of this because this is great. I enjoy watching weird people watch weirder people. Hashtag drag queen dragon versus Ramadaz only. Oh yeah, was, <laughs> I was driving, you know, driving through downtown, and there was uh, this lady like wearing just—it's it's Olympia, like capital of the friggin' weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was wearing this like shiny dress and this long tail, and then she's dragging it, and then uh, right, and but she was looking across the street, so I looked at what. She was looking at, and then there was just some Ram Dass-looking guy, you know, white gown, white beard, white hair. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just random things like that happen in Olympia all the time. Good for you. You should consider yourself lucky, my friend. Here is another one. I just bought a CD, Suck It Technology, Long Live the 90s. Yeah, you well, just bought my daughter a, uh, a CD player, you know. Spending the big bucks. <laughs> Do <laughs> those cost really more no now? Him. Because they like don't make them. Man, I got like one for twenty bucks. Oh, that's crazy! Sweet. I know. So, and then I had to buy a CD for said CD player for my daughter. So. Good for you. Um, all right, yeah, here anyway. we go. Uh, I want to get the answer to this. This one says, "With me, there are no smart answers. I have plenty of smart asners, though." Yeah. I giggled at that. I giggled at that. <laughs> you know what this is? I this thought is about like... it, and I was like, man, that's, that's my life right there. You know, so. <laughs> I love that this is more of a, a segment that's more of a, uh, this is your life, and you just going, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. It's called therapy. Bring on the next one. <laughs> it's going great. Well, I, I do want to, you know, leave you with this final one. It's a question. It's a, if someone isn't following Jujidiots, why should they follow it? Because um, we're the best. And by we, I mean me. And then there's an occasional, my buddy Joel, you know, who posts some. Uh, you know, he just, uh, he likes to laugh. He like, secretly, you, you kind of like laughing at our sport. You know? And even <laughs> though you don't want to admit it, you know, you, you find it, you find North-South awkward. You know? <laughs> you're you're, you're going to think about that. You're, you're you know, you're going to be rear-mounting somebody. and mm. And uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have thoughts, you know. And you just need to come over and laugh at those thoughts because <laughs> you won't say them, but I'll say them for you. That's what you should. And and God bless you for Thank taking you. up that steed. Uh, can I ask you this though? And this is really important to me. Do you have a war with like white belt jujitsu? No, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, unless Todd, you know, unless Todd. Secretly have one. I don't, I don't know. Breaking news. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, I didn't so, want to put this out on Front Street, but war in the meme world. Todd has said your memes look straight up weak. Uh, his words, not mine. Weird. Yeah. Just... Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I know. Damn it. And Carl, will you be making a meme to represent your appearance, your inaugural appearance? On Verbal Tap oh. MMA Company podcast. You bet your sweet ass I am. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Hell I don't know if your ass is sweet. But <laughs> I, don't, I meant to say sweaty. Sweaty ass. That's not, sweaty ass. Not better. Not better. There's not a whole lot of food. Uh, he'll make it whether we ask or not. So it's better if we preempt this. Yeah. And just make it look like we were expecting it. That way it's like, eh, not as much of a surprise. Yeah. Well, Carl, where can people, they can like you jits. Jiu-jit- I can never fucking say it correctly. Jiu-jit- <laughs> Kev. 
Well, I'm a jujitian, so I struggle yeah. sometimes with the language. You fail at it. Uh, I'm gonna dumb it down a little bit more. <laughs> Man, I'm not sure that story of my fucking life. Um, well, <laughs> Carl, I want to thank you for uh, for being on the podcast, my friend. Uh, you've been so good to us. You're you're so funny whenever you you engage with us and you drop us funny lines and we're so glad that we can get you on here to talk about jujitsu because it is some funny shit, man. And uh, yeah, no, you know, no, man. Thank, thank you. Oh, dude, no problem. I mean, you know, we like uh, promoting people who we think are funny and you know uh, who promote the sport in a funny way because that's what we're all about. So uh, thank you so much for being yeah. on, my man. Well, I'm all over there. Hey, yeah, hey, Kevin, uh, congrats on getting your uh, bisexual belt, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's you're really good. Your purple belt. You're you're halfway there. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I <laughs> I will uh, be crying with my blue belt for a couple more months till I can get mine as well. Well, don't worry. You'll really be happy to tune into our yep. new segment called uh, "Reasons Why We Should Revoke Kevin's Purple Belt." It's going to be a great recurring that we do on the show. <laughs> I was also going to say, if I can get one, it's proof anyone can. They're just yeah. giving them away. Yeah. Carl, thank you so much for appearing on the podcast. Uh, everybody go check out Jujidiots. Oh, thank you, guys. Good stuff, my man. That's right. Check out Jujidiots with our good friend, Carl Penn. Carl, thank you so much, my man. Guys, that was uh, the very, very funny and super nice. Who knew he was so nice? Carl Penn. Very nice. Tons of fun, though. Still super nervous because not always as nice with the memes. Mm. Don't let the pleasant demeanor fool you. Mm-hmm. He will attack. It's true. It's true. I, I have my wits about me. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for this as well. Um, love it, though. I just like when people are doing this stuff. In seven years, he's been around jiu-jitsu forever. Yeah, he's been around Gosh. the game. And the thing is, is like he his memes are super funny and uh, good supporter of the podcast and, and super nice guy. So uh, all of these things, check plus. So few of our favorite things. No, don't do I'm that. I'm so sorry. Wow. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's just keep... Uh... <laughs> um, it, you ready to do some shout-outs? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I would love to start uh, to Matt for following my gear advice. I got some guys at our gym dressing for jiu-jitsu, nice and spiffy. Uh, Judd Lewis helping me with the little project we've been working on called Around the Mat. Mm-hmm. We uh, have some exciting stuff coming for some people, a little teaser. It's exciting stuff coming. And my girlfriend Vicky for doing the filming for that. They were great to work with. Judd really liked the gear, by the way, just strutting around in MMA gear. <laughs> I was like, you, need, you know, you kind of need to give that back because I use it pretty regularly. <laughs> it's like, this stuff is great. It's like, I know. I know. I feel powerful wearing it. It's fantastic. Um, Andrew and the rest of the crew up at BJJ and MMA Academy out there at Chantilly doing it right, challenging people with ice, all of the above. We had a great training session on Saturday. Tons of high-octane, no-gi stuff. And, of course, BJJ Finder, the world's premier jiu-jitsu school locator, plugged in my zip code here in Austin. Going to go train at some gyms, hopefully, this week. <laughs> Adding the hopefully caveat because, you know, work. You're there things, for work, work primarily. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm I am aware of that, yes. Okay. Though I've definitely spent more time looking at gyms in the area than how to get to specific. Anyway. Um and that is gonna do it for me, Raf. 
Sweet. I want to go ahead and start with uh, shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. <laughs> Mac. Man, uh, that so, was a Mister Ed version. Just so everybody's knows where those. Thank you, Kevin. When you spell out subtlety, it's it's like an angel loses their wings every time. It's a uh, lot like. You know, uh, we had a great week. Um, I want to say that apparently a mistake was made on my behalf because I put up a post. Two of the people who I knew who were training, uh, actually three, for a tournament, I put up a post that was like, hey, Deb, Octavio, and Kyle, good luck this weekend. I didn't know that there was somebody else who was going to be competing from our gym named Pam. You dick. I know. And uh, our owner, John Budd, was like, hey, man, what about Pam? You don't support her? And I'm like, obviously I support her. I don't know. Like, I just didn't know she was competing. I, don't know I wish you had been like, from. no, fucking Pam. I can't stand her. <laughs> She's the worst. <laughs> Always arm locking me. Uh, her and her amazing judo. No, thank you. Uh, no. So I, I was immediately awestruck that something that was so nice could turn so dark. And then, and then, Kevin. Even to go one step worse. You familiar with the Darce Knight, our friend Mr. Eric Medina? I am very familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, this asshole, he sees me put them out there and congratulate them and say, like, oh, man, they're ready to fucking rock it out there at the tournament this week. Darce Knight looks over and goes, hey, what about me? <laughs> I guess you don't care about me. Eric, do you need our encouragement? Yeah, he uh, needed to keep track of your fucking travel schedule with tournaments. Yeah, well, let me just say this. If he's, you know, pushing his way into this, I'm pushing my way into taking credit for his first place finish this weekend uh, at uh, the Big John McCarthy uh, tournament that they had out there. And yeah. props to everybody who competed. You know, Kyle came away with, a, I think, a silver or bronze, something like that. Uh, and I think... Somebody else did something. I don't know the results, but they did well, and everybody seemed to have a good time. I think Deb actually took second, if I am recalling these things correctly, and it was a sub-only tournament, so really good props to our guys. Really proud of everybody for going out and doing that stuff. So Those are tougher to fight, by the way. I am really I respect people that can go to those submission-only tournaments. That shit's tough. It's Yeah, it's... Submission-only is... Um, points and time limits give you sort of not I'm not saying it's the but like kind of a crutch almost. Well they give you a strategy, let's say that. Certainly Some people an could out. come a, a, a crutch, but I mean there's a strategy involved. You know what's really weird? Keenan Cornelius uh, recently did a great article on Fightland. If you guys haven't read it, please do. But somebody as competitive as him actually spoke in favor of the point system, which I thought was really interesting and unique to hear him say. Uh considering how dynamic he is, you would think that he's more I guess sub-only, if you would. But he says that part of the reason why it's so interesting is that when you have sub-only, there's not as much uh, setup because people don't give a shit if they're getting uh, bad positions or they're just giving up shit. He goes, but at least with points, everybody's kind of fighting for something, and that's what he likes seeing. So it's an interesting debate, and I I liked hearing his perspective. I obviously did a shitty representation of it, but I invite you guys to go check out that Fightland article. You don't like the New York Daily News just telling people what the news said. It's perfect. Well, Kevin, I'm sorry. Some people don't afford those kinds of fancy newspapers. I'm here to just tell you guys what to read to educate yourselves. No, you're, I, you actually have a really good encyclopedic brain for that stuff, so I'm just being a dick. Yes, that's what I thought. 
so props to all the good people at Valley Martial Arts. And I also want to shout out our good friend, Alex Perez, who celebrated a birthday. He got everybody to come on out the other day. And it was so good to hang out with him and, and just see everybody. I got to see all of our friends, Kevin. Uh, you know, the Jean-Jacques, the VMAC family, everybody who trains with him. Big, big turnout at a uh, bar near me out at a place called Brickyard. So lots of fun. Really cool seeing everybody. I wish we did more stuff like that because that was super awesome. Uh, so shout out to him. Shout out, Jesus, to Brent Berniston, who again is fucking like, dude, Brent was talking about these stories that were so fucking amazing at Alex's party uh, and shooting the shit with my, my good friend, Manny, uh, just Loved hearing the history of the sport and uh, getting some really, really funny stories. So props to them as well. And uh, that would be Brent with Subconscious Jiu-Jitsu. So go check that out. Please go take his classes if you have not already. And uh, yeah, man, I think them's the shout-outs this week. Woo! That's going to do it for us here at Verbal Tap live in Austin and L.A. <laughs> Coming at you from <laughs> around the, the globe. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night, man.